Is lack of self-esteem a crime? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. We're looking at the Parsha of Shlach, and yes, those of you in Israel are still ahead of us, but I believe this message of the hazards of self-esteem and hopefully some method as how to combat that is of relevant to you, Israel or otherwise, I believe whatever continent you're on, whatever time zone or geopolitical boundaries, if you are a human being with a pumping heart, at some point, self-esteem is probably an issue that you've got to deal with. So looking at the spies after they return from the land of Israel, many commentaries point to the fact that when the spies are addressing their negative view of the land, which is ultimately a challenge against God himself, who has told us this is where we're supposed to be heading, when they're recounting why it is that they have such a dim perspective on that land, they comment about the great size and power of the inhabitants and how the inhabitants viewed us as so small and lowly. But they add three words in addressing themselves. Before commenting that the giants viewed us as puny, they comment three damaging words as follows. We were in our eyes like grasshoppers. We felt so small. We felt so puny. And commentaries among them, most famous maybe the Kutzke Rebbe, point to the fact that that attitude, the fact that you are not projecting your greatness, you are not projecting a sense that you are the people who've had God propel you to this incredible greatness at Sinai. You're not projecting that you are the nation that has God fighting its battles for you. You're not projecting the fact that you're a nation with an eternal destiny, but instead you are viewing yourself as a grasshopper. Well, that's going to have the others view you the same way. If you're projecting puniness, you're not going to be perceived as great and powerful. This issue of the lack of self-esteem, the lack of confidence, and that since we're so small, led to the failed mission, to their tragic anti-Israel and anti-God rhetoric, led Israel to its crying, bemoaning this loss, and having a 38-year setback, expanding their stay in the desert to 40 years, and losing the entire generation and their capacity to enter the land of Israel, all starting with Vanehi we were like grasshoppers in our eyes. But is that a crime? Is self-esteem something to be punished for? Well, these spies were executed by God. They were given a heavenly death penalty almost immediately following this, these comments. Apparently, yes, but how does that work together? Well, clearly, if this was a function of some type of a severe mental illness, if they were suffering some type of a physiological, biological disturbance, God's not punishing them this way. Clearly, this is something that they are considered guilty of that was correctable, that didn't have to be. This self-esteem is punishable by death, must be, that it's something that they could have combated and overcome. But, but how do you do that? If you're feeling like a grasshopper, how do you project a, a giant attitude? How do you make yourself seem big and powerful? Well, as we commented, 
they should have started off this mission going in as representatives of the nation that has God waging its wars. They should have traveled into this land with that air of dignity of those to whom God has just spoken at Sinai. They should have been walking around the land, and again, whether they could have done so publicly or not, but at least internally, their internal attitude should have been, we are coming in to see the land that God has promised us, the land that God is going to help us conquer. And as such, you don't feel grasshopper-like when you are going with that attitude. So if they were grasshopper-like, they didn't have that attitude, and they're guilty for not having that attitude. How are you forgetting that you ate God's manna for breakfast the day you left on this mission? How are you forgetting the scene of the camp in Israel protected by the clouds of glory? You are viewing yourself as mortal. You're viewing the people of Israel as mortal. You're viewing the conquest as the battle between some small mortal Jews and some large powerful Canaanites. But you're forgetting the other half of the equation. You are mortal teamed up with the divine. And the divine has no problem eliminating those giant Canaanites. So if you're projecting onto yourself your puny mortality and limitations, then you have dismissed the God part of this equation. And for that, you are guilty. Throughout life, we have situations in which, even if it's not that we have just left a camp of Israel with clouds of glory to face the Canaanites, but where we feel rather small facing big concerns, where there's an issue facing me and I've got my smallness, my grasshopper perspective on, how do I generate the self-esteem to overcome and accomplish? Well, remember that you're not simply that limited mortal. Your humanity, you claim, is rooted in the word back in, in Genesis that Adam Adam's name comes from being Adama, from being earthbound, and we're anchored in the physicality and we're so restricted. Well, says the Shlaha Kadosh, that same word Adama can be read with a slight change of the vowelization to Adame. I make myself similar to my creator. I have the capacity to be God-like. And it's true that it's critical that we recall our, our smallness and that we not have inflated egos and that we retain perspective on our need to be humble and modest. The, the same Kutzkarebi who we quoted, who says was a failure on their part to think that they were grasshoppers, makes a very big deal of the need to avoid um, you know, boosting your ego. And he describes that serving yourself is a form of idolatry, is another of his famous quotes. And he describes that I focus on self as a thief which must be banished from the heart, perhaps to be talked about in another podcast. But when facing a challenge that I am supposed to try to overcome, a challenge that God wants me to try to overcome, I need to pull out the other card, play the Adame card. I can be similar to God. I'm, I am connected with God. I have my, my battery pack is that soul that is eternal and I am far bigger than just the image I see in the mirror. There's something that is ultimately far greater than the sum total of my physical molecular structure and, and the combination of all of my body parts because I am a spark of the divine. I have an neshama. That's that spark. I am created in God's image. 
I have that capacity. And just as those spies were supposed to recall just what the force was that was allowing their success, we need to recall the same thing about our own personal success. And when it's an issue of facing whether a social challenge, a, a employment challenge, a spiritual challenge, oh, that mitzvah, that's out of reach. That, that change of life to try to modify my behavior in a certain realm to accomplish, oh, that, that's far too big. That would be far too difficult. Really? You don't think you can overcome? Do you realize who you really are? Do you realize your internal potential? If we can do that, if we can recall that we're not those grasshoppers. We don't want the others to see ourselves as grasshoppers. We've got to start by not seeing ourselves that way. We're not seeing ourselves that way because we recall the fact that we have a constant team between ourselves and the divine. And we're far bigger than our physical limitations. If you recall that, we'll be very likely to be able to actualize positive self-esteem and accomplish far more than we may have previously thought we're capable of and be that much more likely to really achieve our tachos.